The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. Wow! Wow! It won't it don't know. This is Sweet Joe Franz here on the Novak and Franz Show, and um, I got uh, some really good news. Novak's not here, and filling in is the beautiful, lovely, and sweet Rake Yan of CKY and Jackass and all that other stuff that you enjoy. Rake, say hi to the people. For God's sake, show some gratitude. You got me all freaked out. You have, like, actual qualified help. <laughs> so not used to it. There's real equipment. There's like intro stuff. And we have we have CJ over here and we have Taylor Cooper who's the producer of the show. Hi guys. And Before we uh get started here, I would like to wish Rake a happy birthday. Oh, oh. it's your birthday? <laughs> you didn't fucking know. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like such a fucking asshole. Are you serious? Like you're one of my only friends left and you didn't even know it was my birthday. This fucking dude CJ knows it's my birthday. I like CJ, how did you know? What are you stalking him? No. The internet tells everything. No, he actually <laughs> oh. gives a shit. And CJ <laughs> oh, actually no. gave me a fucking present today. Okay. So we'll just, we're already starting to show off on a bad foot. Oh, That's my. fine. CJ, what'd it's you okay. give him? That don't worry about it. We'll, we'll talk about it oh, later. Oh my God. He cares. That's the thing. Well, wait a minute. I just gave you 10 copies of the graphic novel that I wrote and that Emmanuel Koch illustrated that you're in, the Brandon Novak Chronicles. That wasn't a plug. So I got 10 copies of the book that you wrote that I didn't even really ask for. I mean, it's okay. Oh, I suck. It's okay. But <laughs> I can do no right. I'm just fucking with you. You this didn't know. This is just like old times. I, me and CJ set that shit up like... For the past half hour. So. Good job, CJ. Oh, you fuckers. Wait, so it's not your birthday? No, it really is my birthday. I am so fucking You really confused. didn't know or give a shit. I could have told you like yesterday, since this show's been planned for a whole, what, 18 hours? Well, Rake, I'm going to ask what everyone wants to know. What have you been up to? I mean, everyone knows you're a, a chemist, right? So, okay, so time machine okay so we're we did the cky videos we did haggard the movie we did mtv's viva la bam we did the jackass films everyone knew you as this crazy wild-haired uh heavy metal crazy dude (laughs) yeah that was your whole deal burping and saying and then deco would uh mimic your voice and everyone thought that's how you really talk but in reality you are a chemist and with a very legitimate job what do you do well, I had sex, and then babies happened, and then um, um, my job kind of switched from synthetic organic chemistry to um, biopharmaceuticals, but I keep busy. What is biopharmaceuticals? It's when you transfect a um, cellular line to make complex, like more complex molecules than um, um, the organic chemistry molecules, like instead of the whole Walter White thing. You got to like um, make cells and the cells produce antibodies or other biotherapeutics that you then purify through various means and then um, um, get them into the clinic. And How do you synthesize organic cells? Like, how do you do that? How do you make actual living cells out of nothing? It's like, I mean, I mean, I mean, being a scientist, you, you got you have to it must feel like you're playing. God. Okay, so let's break it down real quick. OK, so there's like. The high school chemistry, glassware, Walter White thing. That's like what they call um, um, synthetic organic chemistry, where you can take base, carbon-based typically molecules and build them up to a bigger, more complex molecule that'll interact with your body when you take it. Um, 
typically is a pill, but sometimes is a injectable. Biomolecules are different because they're made of um, proteins, mm-hmm. and you need a whole shitload of proteins all strung together that get folded the right way, and then have other translational modifications and glycosylation and all this other shit that happens to them. And it has to happen just right. And to to do that and analyze it is a lot more difficult, but the results can be a lot more specific and hopefully um, useful to the people that need the medicine. So the synthetic cells serve as your control and uh, and experimental groups not, in any... I mean, they're, they're not really any- synthetic cells. They're cells, but you can transfect them with new pieces of DNA. I see. And that DNA will then you can trigger it to then make a protein that the cell wouldn't have typically made, mm-hmm. but that are beneficial to us. And then um, uh, harvest and purify that protein at the end of the, this is, we probably just lost about half your call. No, I'd say, do we have a caller? Cause I know that we have, uh, we have a Not lot right of, now. Uh, what? I had nine calls right before <laughs> yeah, we started yeah. the show. And they hung okay. up while you were doing the intro. Okay. Yeah. So while you wait. started talking okay. out. Okay. So, so let, let me ask bullshit. this. No let me ask this. Okay. That. With, with, altering cells and altering human life is are there ethical questions of course there's fucking ethical questions like there's ethical questions every day about everything you know there's ethical questions about you know do you make genetically modified crops that actually keep people alive that would order like ordinarily starve to death Mm -hmm. there's questions about and one thing you have to be very very careful about when you're dealing with people is um safety you know so are these drugs safe? Have you proven them to be safe? You know, what um, things are you doing to make sure they're safe? But that's, you know, that's well, no fun. Let's talk about what, what is. Well, let we me used th- to get naked with fucking Novak and fucking slide around the horse shit. What, what, wait, let me ask you this. What is the biggest danger with, like with, with, with messing around with the human genome? You can fuck it up. What do you think the biggest thing is? I don't know. That's why I mean, I'm not a fucking wrong. scientist. That, like, you're like, oh, let's fix this. It's like with your car. Like, you bring it to, like, the wrong, you know, your buddy mechanic. He's like, dude, I totally know what's wrong. And then that's not what was wrong. And next thing you know, the whole thing is fucked up. So you could, so you, you could somehow inadvertently affect the entire, entire human genetics of the entire world. Yes, and... So if you take the wrong pill, let's say you eat, you know, acid or Valium or something by accident, that'll go away if you chill, you know what I mean? Just like chill at your house for a while, eight or 10 hours later, you know what I mean? You might be a little bit freaked out, but you should be okay. If you fuck with your DNA, that's, it could be like a one-way trip. So either it could be really like the, the thing is for future medicines, that could be the way to go because that's a, a legit cure. So right now, there's not a lot of cures in medicine. You can give antibiotics; they cure you of an infection. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was a fucking breakthrough a long time ago. People that were going to die five days later didn't fucking die. Mm, I you see. know, that was a big deal. And with this whole genetic thing, you could have a problem that maybe like you would know you're going to get cancer, mm-hmm. and now you're not. So that's the that's the potential benefit. All right, we have a caller. Here we go. Hello, caller. Oh, wait. Hello? Wait, that has to be closer to us, CJ. They can't hear us. Okay. Can you hold the speaker towards us? Okay. Hello, caller. Uh, what's your question? Uh, quick question. Uh, Raytheon, why don't you have social media? I use, uh, I use Twitter. I don't fuck around on Facebook as much because there was a lot of like 
true, true, like true. ex-girlfriend drama type shit going on. So you like you don't necessarily like need that in your life once you're forty something years old. How old am I? <laughs> I don't know. Today's your birthday. How old are you, Ray? I think it's it's forty something, forty three or forty four or something like that. Wait, caller, that's your question? Is why why can't you get them on social media? No, I like I like to use Twitter. Write right to me on Twitter. I, I just have I have a few questions. I don't know. I have a few I hear. Questions. Well, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. What man. are you waiting for? Ready, ready. Uh, doing <laughs> that digital be- doing the digital biscuit. Were you really stung by bees? Yes. And no, I'm going to come out with the truth. Yes, I got fucked with by the bees, but no, when they didn't sting me enough, they had to find a way to try and make it look like I got fucking stung, <laughs> which involved burning me slowly with a cigarette butt, and it fucking sucked. <laughs> it was almost worse than a bee. That's funny. That's hilarious. All right, ready? And do you still make masks? Remember in the one episode, I remember you were you were making a veto mask or something. Do you still make masks? Oh, that was the where's, where's veto episode, and the gag was was that someone was dressed as Don Vito to fool someone else. So I'm going to come clean with you. you know a lot what? of time when I was filming that show, I was sitting at work doing some really crazy, dangerous chemistry shit, and then Joe Franz calls, and he's like, dude, you're late. And then I'm like, fuck. So I have to drive there. And then I was like, so what's going on? And, you know, it, it was a it was a TV produced show. There's a lot of people, smart people that worked on it. And they would say, sure. like, so you have a veto mask. And I'd be like, what? A veto? Okay, whatever. Like, give me the fucking veto mask. You know, like, let's get this. Because if I don't get back to work, something bad could happen. Yeah. So, caller, there was a lot of impromptu gags on the show. Yeah. And, um... So what would happen was we would write a, a script and the script would serve as the framework for the show. And then we would fill in the gaps with a lot of impromptu stuff. And a lot of times their scripts weren't really any good. It was just a starting point. Yeah. And some were good. And then we would just go from there. But, yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to make that shit up on the fly. Like if you need an elephant or something. Yeah. And so the mask was <laughs> something. And so the mask was something that the art department made and we kind of fudged it and, and they gave it to Rake and he put his finishing touches But the on art it. department was cool as shit. I partied the fuck, you know, with them like we. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, there was a lot of cocaine on that show. No! Oh, did I say that out loud? No. No, not that you did, Rake. Um, go ahead. Uh, yeah, it looks like we have another caller. Go ahead, caller. Hello. Welcome to the Novak and Franz show starring Rake Yan, 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 Yan. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, caller. You're on the air. <laughs> What's up, guys? Very little. How you doing? Um, I have a question for both of you guys. Uh, between Haggard and Ming Hags, which movie would you consider your favorite? Haggard. Hag- I, I like them both. Haggard was the one that's, that was the most well-received. I guess Haggard was my first love, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Haggard was important, not only because Ray Yan got to have sex with Jen Ravel on camera, but it was it was because, you know, there was so much heart and, and emotion in that film. And, and also, it was before Hollywood really came to town, and it's like everyone was dedicated to the movie. By the time Ming Hags came out, Bam, I mean, Bam says right on the commentary of the movie, he had a huge drug problem. And um, what? It, was, it was a cluster. Yeah, he says it on the commentary. He said he had a big cocaine problem, and it was it, it fucking sucked. Like working on that film was very hard to do, man, because everyone was drunk. Ryan Ryan had a substance abuse problem because he 
was injured by a horse. On- Why didn't anybody fucking tell me? You didn't know any of this? No. You I was were- sitting back with you. You couldn't even, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was no, lucky to was- get a fucking cigarette. Because Ryan got drugged by the horse and jackass too, so he had a blood clot, so that so he had to take cumin into to, uh, blood thinners, which made him crazy. So the doctor had to give him psychotropic drugs and also had to give him painkillers. It was bad. So I was the only sober person on that whole film. Well, um, and me... You can see a big difference between Bam and Haggard and Bam and Ming Hags. Just in his eyes, you can look at him and tell there's, there's something going on in Ming Hags. Yes. Haggard was fucking awesome. But you know what I was just thinking about today? Because I was talking to my buddy, uh, Evil Jared. Mm-hmm. and um, Of the Bloodhound Gang? Yeah. We kind of dicked him on that whole... What was that guy's name? Jason? Uh, the guy that beat my ass? Oh, Jason Ellis. The yeah. professional so, skater for... Earth. I love Jason Ellis. Yeah. How do, how do we Why did he get picked over Evil Jared? Because Ellis was on Bam's uh, Bam's skate team. Uh, he was he was on um he was on Element and he was in town. So we we put him in the movie. And plus he was really big into fighting and boxing and all that yeah. stuff, you know. He's a tough verbose guy. So that's why, Frank. Why, yeah. why? But Jared was in Ming Hags. That's right. Uh, it looks like we got another caller here. Rake, you're inundated with calls. How do, do you feel We have like a, a technical star? difficulty. A cord fell out. <laughs> Hello, caller. Welcome to the Novak and Franz show starring Rake, Jan, Jan, Jan. Yeah, what's up, guys? Yeah, Yo, dude. Yo, uh, Rake, happy birthday, man. I know it's your birthday today. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Everyone knows but me. <laughs> Total stranger. No, uh, I... I I just got like one like simple question because I know that you're like best friends with Geeko. I just want to know if like he's doing all right. I haven't like uh, no seen him in a while. Yeah, he's doing all right. Like me, he's got kids and shit like that now. He's 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 doing this thing. Everybody lives right down the street. It's crazy. So I don't know. You got kids? You got a family? No, I'm fucking only 22. Yeah, once you have kids and a family and shit like that, it's fucking crazy. Like you. You want to do all this shit, but then you realize, like, and then your kid shits, and then you're like, oh, I guess I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then, like, four weeks go by, and you realize, like, you haven't called anybody, you know, and, like, you know, none of your friends call you, and then you're like, yeah, dude, let's meet up, and then you can't meet up. You are up. so full of shit, Rake. I, dude, I text you and call you. You are the hardest motherfucker to get a hold of. Because of I know, because you're kids. face kids and, like, <laughs> like, regular life and shit like that. It's not easy, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I wish I could just go out and get a fucking Jake's every night like I want to, but you just can't anymore. And it works fucking with you, and then your kids are like, like, oh, I wish daddy spent more time with me. And you're like, oh, fuck. Do they say that? Yeah, I mean, didn't you want to spend more time with your no, my dad was an, an abusive, angry asshole. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, 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 seriously, I didn't cry at the funeral. Like, I, that's how bad my fucking childhood was. Anyway, so, no. no, no I think, oh, man. No, I think Brandon's doing just fine. He, he's doing his thing, and, you know, we all live around here, and um, yeah. everything's pretty cool. I try and, you know, try and still get out as much as I can, but yeah, kids I, are getting older, yeah. so y'all better watch the fuck out. I'm going to be able to <laughs> escape again. So once I get out this... Once I get out this piece, you're all in trouble. <laughs> yeah, if, if, you, if you want more Deco, get his movie Cattle Bag. Um, it's a fucking, it's, oh, a, it's yo, a great I have film. That. Oh, okay. Yo, I have that. Actually, I, you can't even get that anymore, man. I was actually looking it up. Like, the Roman Sausage website's gone or something. You can't connect. <laughs> you guys got to, like, put that back on the internet or something. That you know was a great film. Is, you know what else is funny so you don't feel bad? Like, all the shit that we've ever done. So, for everyone listening, 
you know, he thinks that, you know, it's some kind of magical Hollywood ride. I think I have a CKY VHS tape, and that's it. Like, I don't even know if I have anything I ever did. You don't have any of the... No, back in those days, those motherfuckers weren't going to give me nothing. They were like, thanks, dickhead. I remember, like, (laughs) when I made Haggard for free, and everyone thinks we made all this money. I did, like... I mean, I got paid a little bit of money for CKY 3 and 4. Haggard I did for free. Ming Hags I did for free. I got royalties off Haggard. But I remember right when we did Haggard, Bam had like 20 copies at his house. He gave me a copy. And I'm like, and I took two more. I'm like, cool, man. Like, And he goes, what the fuck? You're really going to really take all those? And I was like, I made the movie. Like, I get one copy of the fucking movie I spent a year of my life making. And one of the two that Joe took was from me. That's funny. No, dude. Like, I didn't think you'd have two of them. But no, like, Uh, just so everybody knows, I wouldn't give back. That's some of the best time of my life. I wouldn't give any of that shit back for anything. Well, the the thing is about those movies is you'd lend them to a friend and the friend just thinks you have a warehouse full of them because you worked on the movie and little did they know you only have one copy. But that's how you know the shit was good. You know what I mean? Like you would lend that to somebody and that (laughs) shit would get fucking stolen right off the bat. Dude, I got a good Deco story to tell. Uh So I was over Deco's house and uh, Lord Bataro was living there at the time and uh, some mail came for him. And we thought it was the because he was really into watching the Girls Going Wild series. Oh, was this when we all lived together on Neil? Street? No, this is this is when he bought his house. Oh, okay. When he was living with Bonnie and um, oh, yeah, yeah. and and okay. Lord Bataro. And so, <laughs> so we we think it's the Girls Going Wild videos. And I'm like, it's a package, man. This is shaped like DVDs. And and he go and he just took a knife and started opening. It. I'm like, okay, that's a federal crime, but fuck it, I'm yeah, dying yeah, to yeah. see what's in there. And you know what it was? CKY four and Haggard. The reason he was buying his own movies off of eBay that he was in just to show his friends because he didn't have any copies. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I had to do that shit from my mom was good about it. My mom used to keep like she still has a drawer full of like everything that like I ever did or was ever. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Hello, caller. Welcome. Say hi. Hey, how's it going? You guys good, buddy? Awesome. Yeah, I've, uh, I got a question. Saw you guys post up. And uh, one thing I've always kind of wondered was, because Rake's a chemist, and uh, I'm, an, I'm a mechanic by trade, so I work with some nasty chemicals. I've had some accidents. Uh, curious as to what his worst kind of chemical accident uh, would be, whether it be burns or chemical reactions or whatnot. So the worst... Well, and this happened really early. I was still in college, so I needed to do a uh, reaction with a chemical called lithium aluminum hydride. It's like a reactive hydride source. And I was working with somebody from another country. The dude was from China, and he uh, he didn't really explain to me what I had to do right. So he was like, put this in there, put this there. And so I was like, okay, I didn't know any better. I thought maybe like a reverse order of addition or something might have helped. And dude, that once he came back and looked at what I did, basically I put the substrate oil right in the reactive chemical without having like a cold solvent to go with it and he took a look at that shit and he was like oh no so he tried to put dry (laughs) ice on it and then like 30 minutes later not even 30 minutes maybe like like a couple minutes later the shit blew up the stoppers blew out this flame shot out 
I blew up the poor freaking like a Chinese guy, Dr. J, that I worked with, who I really, really liked too. And then everybody else ran out of the lab. It was like a big wake up call to me to realize that like no matter what you're doing and no matter what language anybody speaks, always like pay attention to like what people are like really trying to tell you. So you caused the Chernobyl of Conshohocken. No, it wasn't a fucking Chernobyl. And this is at Penn State. This was like a little shit reaction. It almost burnt a whole bunch of solvent, though. But yeah, like just it's important to, to like they always say in my work, you want to go home looking like how you came to work. That's the important <laughs> part. So we didn't always pay attention to that when I worked with Joe. Oh, God. Sometimes. But one thing I will say to other people listening is there were some days where I was like so pissed off at what they would make me do. Go on Viva La Bam. Everything. CK and not what? fucking yeah. tell me about it because Joe knew if he told me what they wanted to do, I wouldn't show up for the day. So I said, <laughs> you know what? When we went out after filming, I'm going to the bar looking exactly like like I'm not taking a fucking shower. I'm not changing my clothes. If this is what you're going to you, do to me and we're going to go out to dinner, this is what I look like. Right, right, right. Uh, that's a good technique. Yeah, it was fun. You know, go out with fucking like fake bird shit on your but face. You, but you know, but see, girls back love the day, that. Uh, <laughs> bird shit on your See, back then. Ripped you, clothes, like makeup, uh, horse shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Women love that when you go out, especially on a <laughs> Thursday or Friday night in Westchester. It was amazing. Well, back then, you. you had to be prepared to film what we told you we were going to film. And then you had to be prepared for what we were really filming. Yeah, for the fucking lies. Whatever we told you you were filming, we were filming something else secretly. It was a a double prank on you. I just found out in a Twitter post from you about what the the Army of Rakes was really for. (laughs) Oh, the Army of Rakes kit that we did. Yeah, because when it didn't work or whoever edited it, they were just like, I will just do this. There was actually a whole nother thought out yeah so so basically what what uh, so audience so basically what we told rake Jan is we said okay you know you're gonna be a poacher in the woods you know you're an army dude and so he has the rifle we're like look down the scope of that rifle lick your lips rake you can taste the blood feel that fucking murdering sensation in your go through your mind you're a cold-blooded killer lick your lips more little does he know that the cutaway to him licking his lips yeah, is, the, the is someone's balls yeah the sight so, went over another dude's dirty nutsack so, i was like oh so that's awful when we edit it together it's just him licking his lips looking at another dude's yeah, like balls I can't, I can't wait to taste the fucking sweet crotch that i'm zooming in on <laughs> Oh, those are the days. I can't even believe what they're doing now. Hello, Wait. caller. <laughs> Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yo, what's up? <laughs> what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, this call from Boise, Idaho. All so right, Shout dude. out all the way out here. How's, how's the weather out there, man? Fucking sucks here. Yeah, it's fucking cold out here, pretty much. I just fucking was watching Haggard, and I was going through Instagram. And then I saw this fucking post, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to see if this works, and here yeah, I am. Not, yeah, now, th- not only are you here, you're in my freaking loft right now. You're, like, right <laughs> up in my business. What's your What's your question, <laughs> caller? Fuck, I don't know. I just wanted to call. <laughs> what up? All right, all right, wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't disconnect. All right, caller, what do you do for a living? Let's, let's, let's interview the caller. What do I do for a living? Yeah, what do you do? And there's no wrong answer. Well... For work, like for a paycheck, I do flooring, like hardwood flooring, carpet. But oh, I skateboard go. and just 
film. Okay, so oh, did you ever? Awesome. So did you ever go like like they have in the pornos where like you walk into a house and they're like, "So, ma'am, I'm here to fix the floor," and then you end up like having sex with her in the bedroom while you're waiting for the rest of the people to get there. Yeah, and while I hold the camera, I make it all shitty because I'm shaking the whole time. <laughs> so just so you know, caller, this is Joe's real fantasy, and he's trying to like trying put to, it off on you. I'm trying to get something so. good. Out. I'm trying to get the call. No, it's all good, dude. He's calling all the way from fucking Idaho. <laughs> so thanks for watching the movie. Like literally, right now yeah. we're up in my freaking like shitty loft. So shitty well, yeah, loft. it's like my fucking my uh, my old roommate is Alex Mole. Oh, I feel so. sorry for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Colin, did you ever have sex at work? <laughs> Fucking <I have>. disgusting, <laughs> Joe. Who, 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 okay, so, it's not disgusting anymore. So, tell us the story. In a porta potty. Yes. No. Well, you had sex at work in the porta. That is disgusting. Okay, so what happened? How'd you have? How'd you end up having sex in the porta potty? Well. My girlfriend came to bring me lunch, and I just kind of ended up smashing oh, around that the porta potty. Fucking <laughs> awesome! <laughs> she brought me lunch, and then I ended up eating twice. <laughs> yeah, then he gave me a hot lunch. <laughs> I like this guy. Hey, anyway, yo, thanks, <laughs> thanks for watching the movies, man. Thanks for calling. You know, write anytime yeah, on dude, Twitter. Have a fucking killer day, boys. Yeah, dude, Rock fucking, on, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. That was great. I knew we'd get something good out of it. He had sex with his girlfriend in a porta potty. That is so disgusting. I don't even want to piss in a porta potty. Yeah, right. Jeff, I had sex with himself in a porta potty numerous no, times. No, on, I'll tell you what. On the Metal Militia episode of Viva La Bam, so oh, that we was a had good one. So there was porta potties, and I had to take a shit really bad. And so I didn't. I had never shit in a porta potty before, and I didn't realize you had to take all this toilet paper what? and put it in there. So I went, and as soon as that, as soon as that turd hit the fucking that shit water it was so full it splatted up against my dick oh, that, asshole and balls that's bad enough so wait wait wait! i ran i run out of there and i'm like someone's gotta help me someone get me well, i'm there with my pants around my ankles with my sh- fucking schlonger hanging out so fucking and i run over to april and she had she's like joe pull your fucking pants up i'm like ape i have every std knows the man herp her aids hep warts i'm gonna have everything you gotta help me luckily she had a big bottle of hand sanitizer in her bag i dumped it all over my asshole my dick and Ew. my balls and as much as it stung i was thankful to get that pain yeah because that's like liquid um um alcohol so joe yes sir i'm looking at like two other people that i believe are probably almost normal so every now and then when we're you know it's been a rough night or whatever you had a big dinner like it's bad enough when that freaking water comes up and does a backsplash. Yeah. But to think of like a Camden parking lot, East Center fucking full on heated <laughs> blast right up to the taint. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, yeah, that's a. That's, it was terrible. There's a lot of what we call colony forming units. In yeah. <laughs> that was that was the episode where uh, Deegan lost that fucking lost I was a kidney say, in that motorcycle crash. That was the episode crash. where you almost. You know, unfortunately. And it's funny because I have all these stills from that day and I was looking through the pictures because I'm working on, I'm writing Novak's new book for him, just like I wrote the old one for him, Dream Seller. And um, and I needed pictures of him from that day. And I was like, Novak's not in any of the pictures. And I realized that whenever there was a photo taken, Novak would would leave the leave the photo to go do coke behind one of the trailers. So he's not in any of the fucking photos that whole day. 
Yeah, but I will say that was one of the best fucking days of my life because there were motorcycles, there was a monster truck, there was guar, guar played. Yeah. I was like, yes, fuck everybody, fuck all you people, I win. And you, you know? were covered in fake blood. That was fucking fun. Yeah, that was like one of the best days of my life. Yeah. Uh, it looks like we got a caller. Hello, caller. Welcome to the show. Yo, what's up, Franz? Yo, dude. You got rake too? Yo, Rick. dude. What's up, man? What's going on? Yeah, how you doing, man? Where you from? Pretty good, man. I'm from Ridley Park. I just got to represent for Franzi. Yeah, little oh, Belco. Ridley Park. Yo, dude. Yo, dude. got to represent for my yo, man. Dude. Yo, dude. Yo, dude. What's up? Yo, did you and Mike go for a bike ride down the creek? It's <laughs> the Doko accent. Um, uh, did you got a question call? Did you go, did you go to Ridley High? Yeah, I did, man. Um, did you ever have? Uh, nah, fuck. I did, uh, I can't even say his name. There was one gym teacher when I was in Ridley, and he would he would sit in the in the the boys' locker room and watch all the kids take out of the shower, and then he would go. He would go, did you take a shower? I don't think you took a shower. And you go, yeah. And then he would go, he would go, well, let me feel your bottom. And he would actually take his hand. He would take like the skinniest, scrawniest, most insecure kids. And he would take his hand and feel their naked ass and be like, okay, you're all right. It feels a little damp. Like, and we were so afraid of getting in trouble or getting an F that like that dude would molest kids every fucking day. So uh, yeah, I think I know wow. who you're talking about. Yeah, so uh, so before we get the uh, FBI or whatever, they call, <laughs> anything else? Yeah, yeah. Just so you know, that explains yeah, man, a lot about Jerry. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. super uh, stoked about the whole, you know, uh, the new updates with the CKY and Haggard. Oh, dude, and me too, man. HD man, it's fucking awesome. You no, know what I didn't think about the only fucking copies I have are on VCR. When we did that shit, <laughs> oh, there wasn't even a fucking HD TV. It was crazy, man. When we were younger, we used to try to find like different copies of that everybody had, and then we would compare them because some of them had stuff that was taken out. It was amazing. Yes, because some of them were probably illegally made in the back room of my house in fucking Westchester. But we can we can get into that one. Like it would be awesome one day if like somebody actually went back, like they do with like like baseball cards, and yeah. like authenticate if that was like because some of the bootleg ones might be even. I know. More value. And what he's talking about <laughs> is that, unbeknownst to us, Deco would sit there in Rake's basement and he would have this whole VCR set up and make illegal copies and send them out. And like, we found oh that out God. years later. Hey, so caller, I got a question. Since you're from Delco, yeah. how do you pronounce the word C R E E K? Crick. <laughs> you win the prize. And, and, and W A T E R. What was it? W A T E R. Uh, water. <laughs> I love this yeah, guy. Of course, man. All hey, right, dude. Delco, rock I, you on. Know, I bartend. Yeah, I bartend at a catering hall sometimes on my, uh, on the weekends, and people will come up and they'll say, "Can I get a water?" I'll say, "One water coming up." <laughs> <laughs> hey, and everyone in Delco's name that's Mike is Moik. Yeah, Moik. Yeah. Hey, I, I'll see you down at <laughs> Oasis, man. See you, brother. Oh Thanks for calling. You know, <laughs> okay, well, uh, well, unfortunately, no, no, I'm sorry. Very fortunately, we're going to take a break right now. And audience, you're going to learn about something so awesome before we get back. I just, I actually want to listen to what's going on in this break. More, I want to listen to what's going to happen after the break, 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 break. I still break, can't break, believe people break. are actually calling. Hey, it's Taylor Cooper, co-host Kev. And I'm co-host Dan. I have to bring something up that's been bugging the shit out of me about your wedding. What? 
You've known me a long time. Yeah. All right. Oh. You've known both of us a long time. Long You've time. Known We're on Kev the a long time. Fucking radio show together. Yeah. We are your brothers. Correct. Why the fuck was I in the corner? Yo, Dude, both of us. We Yo. were the furthest away from the bar. We were the furthest away from the food. It was like, eh, I'm just going to put you guys in the corner because I don't want to see you. Check out Might Be News on MBNnetwork.com. Also, SoundCloud and iTunes. New episodes every Monday. So, <laughs> so Rake. You know, a lot of working on Viva La Bam and CKY and Jackass and stuff, a lot of people want to know what happened behind the scenes. And I have a great Rake Yon story I wanted to share. I'll never fucking tell you what happened behind the scenes. Well, I have a great Rake Yon story to share with the rest of the audience. So, go ahead. Okay, so. No, 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 no. So, okay, so. It's the it's we're all on an, on a flight going on one of these fabulous Viva La Bam trips, and you know when you sit on a flight, and there's an empty seat. You're always scoping out the people walking down the aisle, and you're always looking at the hot girls. You're like, oh, maybe I'll I'll get I'll be able to sit next to the hot girl. And so here she comes walking down the aisle. It's it's far from it's like a half full flight, so there's plenty of seats. And she's walking. She's looking at her ticket number. She's looking at the seat numbers, and. I look at her face and she discovers her seat number and then she looks down and realizes she's going to be sitting next to Rake Yan. And we had just gotten done filming a gag before we left. So Rake looks like a sweaty metalhead piece of shit. Torn jeans. He's a, And so he's looking at her. She looks at him and keeps walking to try and find a fucking vacant seat. So I go, hey, you see right here. It's 23A. Wow. And so... Rake, when he sees a pretty girl, he's like a deer in the headlights. He doesn't know how to react because he's so smart. He goes all the way around the world to dumb. So she turns around, looks at him. He's looking at her. She thinks he said it. And she turns around and starts walking away real fast. I'm like, hey, you can't do that. You got to sit here. Wow. Yes, he's right next to me. She sits down. She turns around, looks at him. He's looking at her. And then she starts taking off more faster. He's going, I love how I just fucking hear about this shit now, like <laughs> 10 years later. He's like, stewardess. Stewardess. She's not sitting in her science seat. And she ran in the bathroom and hid for like 15 so minutes dude, before we took off. I was fucking <laughs> single for all those years and wondering why you know i was like yeah we're on fucking tv like there's like three thousand people at this concert why is it only like 12 year old dudes who are fucking like <laughs> like you're fucking awesome man you know you're the fucking best <laughs> like does anybody have a sister or anything i know i i was like the one trying to hook up with people's moms because i was like i was way too old to, to you know hook up with like the 20 year old chicks and I, you know, so I was like, "Well, their moms are like thirty-five. And I and was in my, I was in my mid twenties every time. What's that? You lost out to Loftus every time. Loftus, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Loftus. Um, but oh, another airplane story. This is a good one, Rake. Do you remember the baby cry I would do? It was so fucking embarrassing. I've blocked all this shit out. <laughs> so. So on a plane, the last thing you want to hear is a baby crying right when you take off. So I had this baby cry I would do. So I would hide. And I. so as soon as we would take off, it's all quiet. Everyone's waiting for the drinks to be served. There's that tranquil. Yeah. So everybody. The plane so engine. there's me trying to be like my best impersonation of a professional on an airplane, waiting for my cocktail, <laughs> reading the in-flight catalogs or whatever, right. you know, trying to dress at least somewhat nice. And and then here I go, and all of a sudden everyone hears, and 
and still everyone fucking thinks it's pisses a baby. me off to hear it now. And then so, and everyone rolls their eyes. They're like, oh, Jesus Christ, like fucking crying baby. And I go, and I go, shut up. And I would smack my arm. And now everyone thinks a baby just got beaten. So everyone would fucking just jump up on the flight and go, don't hit that baby. What? And everyone's looking around for the baby, but there's no baby. So like everyone's as I'm trying oh to my read, God, dude. As I'm trying to read the best places to eat in Morocco or Marrakesh, <laughs> if you're there, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, Jesus oh, fucking Christ. Or Novak, like, I don't have any fucking clean underwear. <laughs> Joe, you got like 20 bucks? What the fuck? I'm just like, somebody, just fucking please, can we get there? Do you remember the via? Do it, we have a caller? It trained me well, though, to have the, you know to travel with two kids. Now. Do you remember the Viagra? Okay, so we're we, yeah, me the and, first person me and I Rake ever are in Viagra with was Joe Franz. <laughs> so we're in Brazil, and Rake is like, "Dude, this place is self medicated." You know, I'm like, "What's that mean?" He's like, "The doctors don't write prescriptions; they trust you to walk in and buy anything." So I'm like, okay. So we walk in a pharmacy. Rake's looking at the codeine, at the Vicodin. No, I'm thinking the- maybe to get something of like a fucking Valium to fucking help me sleep so I don't have to hear you dickheads <laughs> fucking up jerking around all night. But anyway, please continue. So I Joe. see the Viagra and I'm like, everyone's talking about this. I wonder if it works. So I bought some and I'm like, I couldn't wait to get home to my girlfriend. 7.30 a.m. <laughs> by the way. and yeah, and I. Because we're up early, we're all jet lagged, and me and Joe have like everybody else is sleeping, so we're like, oh, like, like what is there to do? And we're in Sao Paulo, fucking yeah. Brazil, in the middle of the ju- like the urban jungle. So we're like, oh, here's a pharmacy. Joe's like, I'll buy a Viagra. I'll never forget this. So we go and find a um, a cafe. Coffee's, yeah, yeah. So we have coffee, and I think I got a croissant, and Joe might have got some kind of like Portuguese Danish. It was yeah, like, espresso and Viagra yeah, was he's my like, diet. It's things burning a hole in my pocket. I was like, Joe, I don't know if now is the best time. It's like fucking like 7.35 a.m. Like no one's even up yet. And he's like, well, I want to see if these fucking things work. I was like, oh, we have nothing else to do. No one's going to be up for work. two hours. So washes it down with an espresso. Yeah. And then we're just like Man. hanging out for like 15 minutes, just blowing it up, you know, like, yeah, so how are things at home? So I get boner of the decade and I'm just sitting there with a boner. I'm like, well, Rake, what do I do with it now that I have it? You're and like, fuck you. You got yourself into this. Yeah, it's just 8.15. I was like, this ain't my fucking problem. I ain't fucking, I ain't touching that thing. You fuck with it. So, well, Rake, what you don't know is. And then, no, so then everybody, so then everybody gets up to go get on the bus and go film. And at that point, we've been up since six. This is like 10. Everyone's like. Where the fuck is France? Where the fuck is France? And I can't tell him that. Like, we had like an espresso and a Viagra together at like 7.35. And he might be occupied for a little while. So he runs down all disheveled, 10.05. All sweaty. His hair's all like sweated up. Like, oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Like, I can't believe I'm late, you know? So when I got home from that trip... My girlfriend is going through my shit to see if I cheated on her. She's always going through the smoker. Yeah. The smoker from Jersey. And so she would always go through my phone number list to make sure like there's no new phone numbers on there and shit. So she's going through my and she sees a missing Viagra out of a Viagra pack. And Rake, there's only one thing worse than getting caught in the act. And that's being blamed when you haven't done a goddamn thing. I was so faithful to that girl. I can't remember if you were like, no, no, I ate it with Rake. I'll call him. I'll call him. He'll he'll vouch for me. No, she, she, I'm sitting there in a bedroom trying to fucking, trying to, you know, sleep after my flight. I hear this voice from the next room. 
Do you like going to strange countries, popping Viagra, and fucking strange women? I'm like, what, babe, what are you talking about? She comes up with the Viagra thing, and I'm like, the empty pill of Viagra. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to explain that I took this Viagra with Rake Yan with an espresso? She's never going to believe it. Just imagine sitting like across them, like like when you're like bro friends or whatever. Like, so like, you're so bored, you know that like your buddies eating a Viagra, like, like <laughs> does anything happening? Like, and you oh. can't read any of the words around you because you don't know the fucking language. <laughs> so you're like, so what's it doing? Like, oh yeah, so is, how's Hagrid doing in the thing? Like, like does it feel weird? <laughs> uh, hello, caller. <laughs> Hi, caller. <laughs> what is this? This is the weird. You ever show. had Viagra with your buddies? Hello, caller. Uh, what? Uh, caller. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, caller. Hello? Yes, yes, sir. What's up? <laughs> oh fuck, dude! Not, not, just wanted to pay my respects real quick. Fucking grew up with fucking childhood, youth, everything on. Fucking uh, damn! I didn't think I'd actually make it through. <laughs> wow. so, so tell me what you think. Do you think Joe should ever make a new movie? Switzerland. <laughs> 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 no comment. Like not like Steven Spielberg. Thanks a lot. Not like Steven Spielberg. Just like rely on ET for the rest of your life, and then you know, go party with the dude that made Minecraft or whatever. But like actually, like you know, make like a, make a new movie. He Goes up with my movies and tells him how much that means to him, but he doesn't want to make. He wants want me to make any more. Yeah, he probably doesn't want you to fuck it up. That's true. I mean, he had a good thing going. You uh, might that's, you're right. Uh, do you have another question, caller? No, just uh, fucking thanks for remastering the shouted Haggard CKY fucking all that shit. Thank you. Make fucking. Did you smoke weed? Oh, my dude, I'm sorry. We're fucking. Did you smoke weed today, caller? Uh, yeah, fuck well. Oh, that's Come, awesome. on. <laughs> oh, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> okay, enjoy. Hey, thanks, man. Fucking, um. All right, it's fucking. Thanks, boys. Thanks. It's fun. You can always tell when someone was smoking weed because they're so shocked when they got through. They're always like, oh, they have no, they're like a deer in the headlights. And then all the, they forgot any questions they may have had. No, no, it was really awesome when people were like, oh my God, you look just like that guy, Rake. Do they say that? Well, dude, you know how that happened to me at a Halloween party twice from two different women. (laughs) They thought you were dressed up as Rake. Yes. And that's even his costume. No, but that's even worse because then they think you're a fucking Halloween costume. And I wasn't even dressed up. (laughs) I was dressed up in one of the only fucking things I got from the whole jackass thing was that Miller Lite shirt. With the the rake monogram on it, yeah, dude. So I that shirt now has been around the world <laughs> twice. I left it in Australia. It came back to me from Australia, and as of right now, I got pictures of it. It's like a Where's Waldo. Um, <laughs> I think the Army National Guard or the some National Guard troop in um, uh, Vermont. But wait, rake farther I, in, um, you I, know the northern parts of the United States. I think you're onto something though, because like you go to the Halloween stores, they always have like. The Disney princess costumes. They always have like the Pirates of the Caribbean costumes. They need, you need to license that rake. You need a fucking rake yon costume. Yeah, but what am I across between fucking Michael Myers and like, I don't know, like, 
The if Lion King? People dress up as Jay and Silent Bob for Halloween. Surely they can dress up as Ray Gyan. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking the about. are spinning now. Yeah, but you know. We could sell the whatever. kits, Rake. So it's like, we'll buy a bunch of blonde-haired wigs. Here's our problem. I'm too busy trying to cure cancer. I mean, somebody else, like, <laughs> it's like smart, like thinking of this stuff like, oh. CJ, get on this. Oh, here's what we'll do. No, I got the great. Remember the old like Bionic Man costumes and the old Superman costumes with like the cape that came in the little box? We'll make our own and it'll be Raytheon. You'll autograph it. We'll fucking sell it on eBay, a limited edition with a plastic mask. And the cape will say like, uh, you know, what the Superman cape used to say, warning, cape does not enable wearer to fly. Because if you're the kind of person that think a little red plastic cape will make you fly, you're not the type of person that's going to let a warning stop you. Is anyone listening? Rake, you're vaping. <laughs> no one's listening. You guys We're are listening. all vaping. CJ's <laughs> looking at the fucking phone. We're listening. Taylor's, Capes tw- can't make Taylor's on Twitter. I'm doing this show alone. <laughs> Rake, say something. Dude, you've got like that big fucking hookah, like burn your throat vape thing. That's one like a <laughs> little blast of a cigarette. I'm, I'm two fucking kids. I don't get to do anything. I have two hits of a, 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 like Newport vape. What's yeah. what's the hardest part about about having kids? The thing you didn't expect. Everyone knows it's going to be hard. Everyone knows you're going to have to make sacrifices. What's the one thing that like you really didn't account for? That they actually like really look up to you and like want to be like you, and then you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, but I I mean, what's wrong with wanting to be like you? You I mean, you're a fucking scientist. You're curing cancer. So at that point, your entire life flashes before your eyes. You're like. Dude, I probably should have rethought like <laughs> the <laughs> past like model. thirty years. Dude, you're the best dad though, man. I watch the, your kids never cry. They're always laughing. They're always fucking entertained. If they, and you, you know, you know why you're a great dad. You won't act. Let your kids act like a bunch of pussies. I watch these parents. Their kids cry and have little temper, little tempy tampies, and then, eh, eh, eh. oh, what's wrong, little Johnny? Eh. Do you want the little? Do you want the lollipop? Oh, do you want to go to the park, Johnny? Dude, you're like, kid, shut the fuck up. Stop acting like a fucking pussy. <laughs> Not the, that bad. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> but, your kids, and your kids respond to that. They, the, look, they look up to a strong male role model, and they never cry, and they're always the thing, happy. The thing you do have to worry about is, is that now every kid loves YouTube. And then I'm like, oh, no, please don't type in R. A and then K and then E, but now I was I really had this question before Joe, which do you think would be more humiliating to your future family or future children, being an adult actor for a limited period of time, uh-huh. or doing what I did, like CKY and all that stuff? I think it will be more humiliating to have had Novak's pass, but other than that, I think that. I think that the most humiliating thing that you can endure in front of your kids is to seem ineffective um, with your chosen career and your goals. So it's like if your kid looks up to you, because you always want to tell your kid that if they want something in life, they should work hard to achieve it. Yeah, like and the then fucking V-Bucks for fucking Fortnite. I don't know about that, but but if if they look at you and they looked at-, at I can't the, wait till you have fucking kids. I don't even know what Fortnite- I'm not having kids. I don't want kids around. I got shit to do. That's, I don't want to teach a kid how to wipe its ass. That's what you think. What? One slip of the dill. Next thing you know, 
It was all fun and games, and then I don't have sex. Do the no. Do I don't. I don't believe in. I don't believe in like. I just don't like. There was a time in my life where I had relationships and I was like going around and like doing a lot of dating. I don't do. I like. I'm. I'm holding out for a girl that I love, and I'm like. I. I'm not gonna be. I don't want to have sex with like a lot of random girls. It doesn't no, appeal to it me. It doesn't matter. They disgusting. don't have to be random. They don't have to look like you. They don't. You can <laughs> oh, love thank God. them. Thank God I'm not going to have sex with a girl who looks like you me. You can love them or not love them. But one day. You know what I mean? Nah. Hey, hey well, Joe. Well, no, Rick. I was, I was wondering. Because I had a girl. Here's, no, here's, here's what I want to ask you about, Rick. I had a girl offer me $10,000 to donate my sperm to her. So she she had the contracts already written. She approached me with an attorney and she wanted to have my babies, but not have me take because she liked my gene pool or something. But she has some theory that she could have like great artist kids or something like that. How do you do you think, Joe, if somebody has a lot of that, I have the DMSO and the cryo vials here waiting to go. Ten thousand dollars <laughs> and you don't have to fucking do anything. Yeah, but I don't want to watch someone else screw up my kid like she. Uh, but. I mean, it would be, yeah. Like, it might crush them eventually to know that their father watched afar and never contacted them because they were a complete shitbag that was so into their work that they never wanted to actually, like, yeah. spend time with them. But $10,000 is a lot of money. It is. They'll understand when they're older. And you'd have a contract that says it's not your kid. Yeah, well, she, you could show the kid well, the said, contract and then they won't be as upset, right? She said right. that she that the kids would never know, but I think secretly she wants to, like, emotionally blackmail me so I become her fucking life partner. That's You're thinking about that too hard, man. Well, it's a lot of money to think about because I can finance a film that way. So I'm thinking like... And if you're going to do that, you might as well not. Uh, so, Joe, while you were at it, instead of the whole artificial insemination, you could just be like, well, I can still take the $10,000 and I have an insemination you know, vehicle. And then if it <laughs> Wait, doesn't... Your ass? No, if it doesn't work... He doesn't even get any of this. Like, I'm looking at his two assistants, and at least they understand anatomy and like basic humor. Like, you're saying I can jerk off into a fucking petri dish? No, instead of what are you saying? Instead of banger, yes. Instead of the turkey baster, you can use the one that's built into your own body. And And if it doesn't work the first time, then you can have it built into your contract and go through all that work a couple more times. (laughs) I don't want to go through all that work. Especially if she's going to hold it over your head for the rest Joe, of your you life. You might as well bang her. I, do you know how much right? work I did to you for like a copy of Haggard? You no, think- I think in a contract, maybe I got 10 copies. What's that have to do with artificial insemination? Because you will get paid to do no work. You don't have to show up at Bam's house at like 10 at night when you have to work the next day. And watch fucking Chasing Amy while Joe Franz won't let you move because the floor is creaking and you're ruining the sound. So you have to watch a movie that you fucking hate twice before you can even <laughs> say your one line and then have to get home and try and get four hours of sleep to get to work. I've lost the thread of this conversation. You All right, we have a caller. Whatever. Uh, hello, caller. <sighs> Hi, me. Yes, you. Hi, me. Hi. Hi, um, I'm Sarah. I'm calling from Vancouver. Hey, hi, Ray. And I... I'm still stunned, like, stunned a woman's actually called. <laughs> I don't think I've actually talked to a woman during any, like, CKY concert or any filming thing. So, hello, Sarah from Vancouver. Hi, 
right. I'm also like super old too. Like I'm 40. Oh yeah, 40. I mean, so, that's so old. No, 40 year old women are way better than younger women because you have more to talk about. They're way more interesting, and like they don't have time to piss away. Go ahead, Carl. Yeah, that was that's a fucking. True, we don't. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> so this. My question doesn't really have anything to do with your careers, although I enjoy them very much and I'm really looking forward to seeing the remastered stuff. But because I'm Canadian, uh, we have a different Thanksgiving than you guys do. It's a month earlier. And I have a question about Thanksgiving because I don't have a lot of Americans in my life. And I wondered if you guys are okay with answering this question. Yeah, no, ask whatever you want to ask. Ask away. Okay, so it is about Thanksgiving foods. And I am curious (laughs) if deviled eggs are a Thanksgiving food in the States. So the answer answer to that is yes. yes, but I'll let you continue. Well, that's really fascinating. Well, the thing thing about devil's eggs is, is so eggs were always uh, something that you could make yourself. So back even in the 1940s and 1950s in the suburbs, it was common to have chickens and actually to kill a chicken for your own Thanksgiving or a turkey or something like that. Like you'd actually raise them in your backyard. There were no ordinances against that. So eggs were very common and very cheap, um, especially during World War II with the war effort. Joe, have with- you ever made a deviled egg? Yeah. I- <laughs> you know how to make deviled eggs? Now, yeah. the, the reason I'm saying yes Not is my... Not uh- and so, so anyway, so it's something cheap that you could make. And with the meat rationing and all that stuff for World War II, it became very in vogue to have deviled eggs, especially for... Uh, the, the the appetizer for for your meals for Easter Thanksgiving and Christmas. Did you look this shit up on Wikipedia? I'm I'm actually wow. I'm actually I'm actually very. I'm smart. talking to Joe. No, I'm, I don't. I'm, I know I know I know a lot about U.S. history. About deviled egg U.S. history. I, dude, I've <laughs> I've been schooled. So like I just know my in laws like them. But I'll tell you one thing. I fucking hate mustard. I fucking hate deviled yes. eggs <laughs> almost as much as I, I hate yeah. mustard. And you know when I was when I saw that you guys had posted on Instagram that you were doing the show this morning and I saw that Rake was there. I was like, oh, geez, I've had this question for a while, but it is going to involve some mustard. No, now, Rake, no, no, Rake. Here's, here's, here's the thing about mustard is I don't understand why you hate it. And let, let's really get into this because you said it's made from the grossest ingredients in the earth. No, I just but, don't But like- you look at the ingredients, it's water, salt, and mustard seed and vinegar. Yeah. The most pure substances you can get. There's no additives or preservatives. It's the isocyanates in the fucking ground mustard seeds and the gross tangy vinegar. I fucking have always hated it. People fucked with me about it. And the other thing I've never been that into. What did you hate about it? It's hard boiled eggs. So when you combine yeah. the two, oh, like I our see. caller from Vancouver is saying, then that to me is like, I'm like, fuck that. If you ever throw a fucking deviled egg at me, I'm trying to fight you. But anyway, so I've always wanted to go to Vancouver. You like it there? She's gone. Uh, why do you fucking hang up on these people before <laughs> I, I can I, even ask them a decent she, question? She got disconnected. Um, yeah, while so, you're doing your diatribe on the fucking oh history God. of deviled eggs. I know you fucking faked that. That call was probably a plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but Rake, level with me. I want to know what everybody wants to know. 
What, when, what's the worst mustard gag anyone ever did to you? It was the time that they fucking blasted me with mustard outside of Bam's car. And then I could either kick Jen Ravel or the car. But I knew Bam probably loved the car more, so I kicked the car. I don't remember that. Yeah, so fucking pissed. What was that? For for what? And then I had to go to the uh, that stoop, the hotel room right off of uh, 202 South where fucking um, Rick Costing and all the guys are staying. And then they're filming me while I'm fucking washing all the mustard off me. Oh, that was for jackets. Yeah, so it was like a mustard male film at that point. I don't remember. Do you remember the but time? I was so pissed. I didn't give a fuck. I just wanted to get it off me. I wanted to fucking <laughs> kill them. I was so mad. You remember the time me and Deco put mustard things underneath your tires and you backed up and it squirted in no, four different directions? No, because I was driving and I wouldn't have heard a, like Dude, a it was Chinese the craziest. mustard pack. We didn't expect it to do what it did. So it's like, imagine if you put bottles of mustard, the squirt bottles, underneath people's tires we asked rake to back up a little bit and it's it worked it squirted 12 feet in all four fucking directions it was the coolest thing i've ever seen i was i, I thought the, the bottles would just burst but they actually squirted mustard it actually held the weight of your fucking car i didn't and- tell me now that so i didn't freak out i still want to know if he was lying about those deviled eggs i'm gonna look that shit up as soon as you guys leave yeah all right well we got another caller here to add to this interesting mix of mustard festivities hello caller Hello. Hello. Hey, Breaking Franz, who else is there? We got CJ and Taylor Cooper, the producer of the show. What's up, caller? What's up? I'm from Long Island. I got a question for actually Franz and Rake. Is that all right? Yes, sir. All right, Rake. So I don't know who's, or if, if this has already been asked, but is there any skit from Jackass or any Bebo Bam skit that you wish you had done instead of chickened out on? That's a good question because I remember Steve-O was the one who was supposed to put the car up his ass in Jackass. Mm-hmm. And so when Ryan Dunn did it, that's what really got Ryan on the map. And so Steve-O didn't do that gag yeah. because he didn't want his father to be ashamed of him putting something up his ass. And it actually like Stuff really like worked out for Ryan. Um, Rake, is, is there anything you wish – is there anything you envisioned that you wish you could have done or like what – no, so most of the answer to that question is is exactly the opposite. I wish I would have said no to 95% of what they asked me to do so I could live a normal life now. But um, the one thing that I always will regret, regret was um, when, what was it? What was the one I did with Vito? Was that Jackass 2? That they told me 24 hours before the movie was going to be released that all my parts were cut out? live <laughs> no. on bam's radio show no, because of the stuff that happened with Vito. oh no was that jackass 2 i don't remember so that was jackass 2 wow. yeah. imagine filming for like months and not even being allowed to film because you have like a real job so you have to hide it the whole time <laughs> and then you're so excited that this is your big break that everything you did was so awesome and like this this was your time to shine and then they tell you right before the movie comes out <laughs> Oh yeah, no, we had to cut all those parts out, all of them. Remember the time on the time? on serious radio? They told me <laughs> no, I that I was cut from the fucking movie. That was awesome, <laughs> best feeling ever. <laughs> that sucks. It's so, do you remember the time when? Oh, no, speaking of the, I think the worst feeling you must have ever felt was okay. So for those of you guys who don't understand about making a movie and unions and stuff like that, to to be in a in a big uh, Paramount picture like Jackass. 
you have to join the Screen Actors Guild. And so the pay rate depends on how many hours you spend uh-huh. on set and how many days you spend on set. And if you spend X amount of hours and days on set, they have to give you a royalty of the film. So they have every person in the film blocked off to exactly what they're allowed to work on to basically yep. cut their profits. So, Rake, you just happened to be in Florida at the time Jackass is filming in Florida, and you stopped by the bar to say hi. No, no, no. This is what happened. I was at the American Chemical Society conference in Orlando. All of a sudden, I'm sitting there having a beer, and I was like, is that fucking steve and then everyone's like, yo, dude, what are you doing here? I was like, I'm working. What are you doing here? And then they're like, oh, dude, that's like, why didn't you, why didn't you show up to, you know, the film or whatever? Like, uh, you know, and I'm like, well, that, that sucks. And then you know what, Joe? Yeah, so, so like, it happened. So like, like Steve-O, it Johnny Knoxville. Again. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Fuck that. It happened again when I was in Amsterdam on my own money. You know what it's like being in a foreign country in another city and then seeing the people that could have paid for your ticket? <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Yeah. So Orlando, Florida and Amsterdam. It happened twice. But but what so audience, what happened was so it's like Steve O, fucking Knoxville, like Rick Kosick, everyone's like, Rick, like how, how come you didn't show up to film? And then the producers go up to him. The guys at the clipboards are like, and these are the guys who are supposed to make sure that Rake doesn't get a royalty of the film. Yeah. And they think they're trying to, they want him to leave so that he doesn't try and get on camera. Yeah, then you're not allowed to be in it. <laughs> you know what? At that point, I said, have fun, have fun, boys. I but, got shit to do. No, but it was a big deal because they all confronted Rake. They're like, so, Rake, um, what, yeah, what, what asked, are you doing here? They asked um, like I dipped out, but really pissed me off was the Amsterdam one, too, because that was for fucking Viva La Bam. They could have fucking told me. But anyway, I'm not bitter. It's only been, what, 15 years? (laughs) But that's got to be so hurtful, though, dude. It's like you're just there to say hi to your friends, and then the producers come up to you, and they're like, like, so um, what are you doing here? Um, Not as hurtful. You don't expect to get on camera, do you? Um, Not as hurtful as one of your friends, Joe Franz, lying to you every time you're on camera because he told you what the scene was, (laughs) and it was actually 100% different. But like I said, I'm, I'm not bitter well, Ray, we got to wrap up the show. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but but I I have to ask if there's there's any closing thoughts or like I I don't know like we bust each other's balls all day and we have all these memories and everything, but like I don't know I look back on these years as like a really special time in my life, like an ear like it's like a cherished era for me, you know, and it's like I, I think the relationships that we all built at that time in our lives can never be replaced. You always said that working on CKY was like this, the type of relationship you develop while fighting a war with someone. Yeah, there's no, you know what I mean? Like, like failure is not a fucking option. You know, you don't have money. You don't have time. Joe's running out of film. He's being a dickhead. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to get the job done. The lighting's going down. Or the the person who's doing the lighting, Fana, is, you know, going down. Like, it, you know, you have to get the job done. So that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I hope, you know, one day we, um, uh, who knows, maybe we'll get to do it again. Yeah. Is there any uh, closing uh, advice that you have for, or just thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, you want to I, say hope, to I hope we get to do this podcast again. And yeah. then maybe we can do like a Science Saturday, Science Sunday, Fuck something, yeah. you know, and have a... An actual theme to the show. Thank you for all the callers for calling in. Um, I apologize for my 
podcast co-host sometimes for you know his, <laughs> his um you know interjections but you know it's, it's been a good time i hope we get to do it again thank you rake thank you so much i love you dude <laughs> i love you too joe <laughs> bye-bye